0: It's one o'clock. I'm Steve at Dunthorne. The headlines. Hundreds of people in in are ordered to show the results of a COVID-19 test if they want to leave their building. The welfare minister placed down an annual report that shows a record number of Hong Kongers living in poverty. And Alibaba shares plunge as mainland regulators probe what they allege are monopolistic practices. Residents at a public housing estate in Shaltenov have to show proof of a Covid-19 test if they want to enter or leave the building. The order took effect at 6am and resulted in long queues of people waiting to exit. Visiting the estate, the Secretary for Home Affairs, Kasper Choi, said no warning was given so people wouldn't flee. Mike Weeks reports. Minyan House at Jatmin Estate is one of around half a dozen public housing blocks that's been issued with a compulsory testing notice following outbreaks of coronavirus. As well as checking people coming and going, the government says staff will visit each household to check the residents have taken a test between December 17th and the 21st, as previously ordered. Those who haven't will be given verbal warnings and must take a test at a nearby mobile testing unit, and they must stay home until their result is available. Last week, residents of the 37th floor were quarantined after infections were found in four flats. Anyone who'd been present at Mingyan House for more than two hours in the first two weeks of December have been ordered to take a test. Some residents at Mingyan House complained about the arrangements. One said he had to take a new test because he hadn't received notification of an early result. Other residents said staff only noted down their identities without checking their results. A medical expert has proposed that the government notify people of their COVID-19 test results using a health code system it prepared earlier. The code was meant to be used for quarantine-free cross-border travel, but was never launched. University of Hong Kong microbiologist Ho-Pak Lung said people should get their results within 24 hours and the government could follow Macau's example and notify people through a cloud-based system. Dr Ho also said authorities should ban flights and restrict travellers from South Africa, as the UK has done, after another fast-spreading coronavirus strain was found there. The flight ban imposed on South Africa from Britain takes effect later today. Here's the BBC's Jim Reid.
1: This variant of the virus appears to share some similarities with the mutated version already spreading across the southeast of England. But it's thought to have evolved independently in South Africa, not in the UK. It's being blamed for a surge in cases in the Eastern
0: Cape of South Africa, where it now makes up between 80 and 90 percent of new infections. The South African government said there is also anecdotal evidence this variant
1: may infect a larger proportion of younger patients, often with no underlying health conditions.
0: A government advisor on the pandemic says the mainland-made Sinovac vaccine will probably be delayed by a month and arrive in Hong Kong in February. Reports say the vaccine's latest clini- clinical data has been put off for 15 days. Professor David Woy told RTHK that the BioNTech vaccine may arrive first. Meanwhile, the Secretary for Health, Sophia Chan, says the government is considering special community centres to distribute the BioNTech vaccine, which is difficult to handle. But she said private doctors could administer other brands and people could sign up for the job at the venue offering their preferred version. The Secretary for Labour and Welfare, Lord Chi Kwong, says people shouldn't pay too much attention to the record high number of people living in poverty. Official figures released yesterday show 21.4%, or 1.49 million Hong Kong people, were living below the poverty line last year. But Mr Law says if you factor in government assistance, fewer than half of them, or around 640,000 people, actually live below the poverty line. He says the figures help the government evaluate the impact of its poverty alleviation measures.
1: It doesn't tell us how many people are actually living below the poverty. It tells us if the government does nothing at all, then how many people will be living in poverty. And it also tells us the impact of the downturn of the economy, its impact on different sectors of the
2: community.
0: In financial news, shares in the Hong Kong-listed e-commerce giant Alibaba closed down more than 8% after mainland regulators launched an anti-monopoly investigation. There's also fresh pressure on its Ant Group subsidiary. Vicky Wong has more.
1: The State Administration for Market Regulation said this morning that it was investigating suspected monopolistic practices at Alibaba. Regulators also said they would hold supervisory and guidance with Ant Group weeks after it was forced to call off its massive IPO at the last minute. Ant Group said in a statement that it would diligently study and strictly comply with regulatory departments' requests. The moves are the latest sign of increasing pressure from Beijing on Alibaba and its founder, China's richest man Jack Ma. State media have repeatedly called for tighter oversight of the country's powerful internet firms, warning of potential financial instability as a result of their rapid unregulated growth.
0: The Hang Seng Index closed early ahead of the holiday, ending the day at 26,386. That's 43 points up on the previous close. In currencies, the US dollar is trading at 103.56 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 22 cents, and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 49 cents. Now, like millions elsewhere, people in Hong Kong are preparing to enjoy a Christmas Eve like no other, with social distancing regulations fundamentally changing most holiday traditions. Bars are closed, restaurants will bring down the shutters at 6 o'clock, and a ban on public gatherings mean Midnight Mass will be an online service tonight. People RTHK spoke to say the regulations are putting a dampener on celebrations, but they're determined to maintain the holiday spirit. Parties
1: is not a good idea for this year, but in my family, we did have a celebration When I walk past the street, you may not see that much Christmas decorations as people are not in the mood of celebrating.
2: We cannot go to karaoke or some other party room, so it would be a little frustrating, but stay at home is fine with me. We can spend more on our
1: gifts. Usually I actually go back to my home country, Sweden, to celebrate Christmas, but this year, of course, we have to do it here in Hong Kong, which is nice as well. You know, you adapt to everything, and there are ways to be happy in every situation. I think.
0: Turning overseas, Donald Trump has issued another round of highly controversial pardons as his term in office draws to a close. Mr. Trump's former campaign manager, Paul Manafort, and his longtime advisor, Roger Stone, are among the latest 26 people to benefit. Here's the BBC's David Willis. Paul Manafort and Roger Stone were both indicted by the special counsel Robert Mueller
2: after refusing to cooperate with his inquiry into Russian meddling in the 2016 presidential election and were subsequently convicted of multiple crimes. Their pardons underscore Donald Trump's determination to use the power of his office in the final weeks of his presidency to unravel the results of the Mueller inquiry, an investigation the president has repeatedly branded a hoax and a witch hunt.
0: Pardoned along with them is Charles Kushner, the father of Mr Trump's senior advisor, Jared Kushner. There have been angry reactions to President Trump's pardoning of American security guards involved in the killing of 14 Iraqi civilians. UN human rights officials said the move would embolden others to commit such crimes. And a member of the Iraqi Parliament's Foreign Affairs Committee said the pardons showed a lack of regard for Iraqi blood. They involved four men who worked for the Blackwater private security firm. President Trump has vetoed a $740 billion defense bill that was approved by the US Congress this month. He is objecting to provisions that limit troop withdrawals from Afghanistan and Europe, among other aspects, as the BBC's Libo de Secco reports.
2: President Trump had been threatening to veto this bill for weeks, and his actions could have serious consequences. Among the measures the legislation would fund are pay increases for troops and boosting cybersecurity. The latter is a key concern given the recent hack affecting government agencies. Mr. Trump had demanded steps to curb the power of social media companies, who Republicans accuse of anti-conservative bias. He's also angry about plans to rename military installations that commemorate Confederate leaders. Congress has already made arrangements for a vote on whether to overturn the veto.
0: Talks between Britain and the EU are continuing through the night, with the two sides expected to announce a post-Brexit trade deal tonight. Negotiators in Brussels are trying to finalise details of what's been a major obstacle, fishing quotas. Here's the BBC's Jonathan Blake. It seems now to be a case of when, not if, a deal will be done. The Prime Minister held a call with members of the Cabinet late tonight with the broad basis of an agreement in place. At that point, negotiators in Brussels were still talking, said to be going through specific quotas of individual species of fish, and talks are expected to continue overnight. Much will depend on the detail. But with just days to go until the deadline of December the 31st, an announcement is expected in the morning to confirm a new trading relationship between the United Kingdom and the European Union. And a plan to install a high-tech floor in Rome's ancient amphitheatre, the Colosseum, has been put out tender by the Italian Culture Ministry. Engineers have until February to submit designs. The BBC's Mike Sanders reports. Built in just eight years, the Colosseum is the largest
2: surviving amphitheatre of the ancient world. It was reputed to hold 80,000 people. Very little is left of the wooden, sand-covered floor onto which the gladiators ascended from the vaults beneath two millennia ago. The archaeologist Daniele Manacorda, who proposed the idea, says the new floor should be retractable and non-invasive. The Culture Minister, Dario Franceschini, says it will let visitors experience the beauty of the Colosseum from the centre of the arena for the first time in centuries
0: sport now and in football manchester united will meet rivals manchester city in the semi-finals of the english league cup united left it late to beat everton in their quarter final at goodison park edison cavani broke the deadlock on 88 minutes before anthony marshall made it two nil to united Tottenham will face the Championship side Brentford in the other semi-final, Spurs progressed after beating second tier Stoke City 3-1. Even though they dominated, Spurs boss Jose Mourinho wanted more from his players. In the first half we had total control, I don't remember them having a shot, a corner, a
2: dangerous situation, we were totally in control but not intense enough to to, to score more goals and to kill the game. Very difficult match but I believe that we deserve to win.
0: French top-flight clubs have played for the final time in 2020. There were wins for each of the top three, Lille going to the new year ahead of Lyon and goal difference at the top, with reigning champions PSG a point back. Off the pitch, many clubs find themselves in a difficult financial position going into the new year. A broadcasting company, Media Pro, pulled the plug on a lucrative TV contract to show Liga 1 matches just five months into a four-year deal. French journalist Sarah Manay says pressure is mounting on clubs to secure other sources of revenue.
1: For now, they don't have to sell their best players in January, but in the next few weeks, players might be impacted with drastic wage cuts. Uh, in the next few days, Jean-Michel Aulas, Jean-Pierre Caillot, Loïc Ferry and Markel four. Legal presidents will negotiate with uh, the UNFP, which is uh, the players union, trade union, for those salary cuts. They will be negotiating. Uh, clubs can still afford their players' wages until February, maybe March. But after that, if a new deal could not be found, it's going to be very difficult for them. Last week, Nîmes' president uh, informed his players that the club would not be able to pay their salaries by March if a new deal could not be found. And he also told them uh, he will suspend their bonuses. So clubs such as Nîmes relies a lot on TV money. Uh, It represents for them around 80% of their incomes.
0: A busy night of action across Europe last night. Real Madrid moved level on points with Neighbours Atletico at the top of the Spanish league, beating Granada 2-0. And in Italy, AC Milan beat Lazio 3-2, while Inter stay second, a point behind AC after a 2-1 win over Hellas Verona. And the new NBA season is off to a rocky start as Covid-19 precautions force the first postponement of the season on only the second day. Houston's home game against Oklahoma City was called off after three Rockets players returned coronavirus tests that were either positive or inconclusive. Houston's James Harden was already ruled out after a protocol violation and with one injury, the Rockets did not have eight players required for the game. Our U.S. sports commentator Ray Jovanovich says the NBA will need to work extra hard this season on sustaining fan interest.
2: This season's NBA is loaded with elite teams. There are 10 or 12 with legitimate championship aspirations, but the Milwaukee Bucks and both L.A. squads must be favoured, same as last year. But the NBA is also at a crossroads, struggling to rekindle fan interest following the worst TV rating in finals history, a record low. Loss of interest partly blamed on the association courting controversy regarding China and social justice issues. But at least a blockbuster NBA Christmas Day showcase with five games over 12 hours featuring the Celtics and Nets, Lakers and Mavericks and the Nuggets and the Clippers should be an exciting day tomorrow.
0: To end the news, top stories again. Hundreds in shut are ordered to show the results of a Covid-19 test if they want to leave their building. The Welfare Minister plays down new poverty figures. And Ali Berber shares as mainland regulators probe what they allege are monopolistic practices. The news from RTHK. The government provides public COVID-19 testing services through different channels. Those without symptoms but feel they have a higher risk of exposure can visit designated public clinics or other distribution points to obtain free test kits. Those having compulsory tests can visit community
2: testing centres for free testing. The centres also provide self-paid services
0: to those needing test reports for personal use. If feeling ill, see a doctor promptly and don't go elsewhere.
2: to winter Swear I'll be there